0: You are listening to the EdTech Takeout from Grantwood AEA, an educational service agency that supports school districts in eastern Iowa with a focus on equity,
1: excellence, and efficiency in education for all children. Welcome to episode 41 of the EdTech Takeout, the podcast that serves up bite sized technology tips for teachers. My name is Jonathan Wiley, and I'm here with Mindy Carney.
2: Hello. Big day today. We have a special guest with us. Tony Vincent is um, Zooming in with us today. Uh, if you don't know Tony, I, I'd be shocked, but he's an ed tech consultant um, who travels all over the world to facilitate different workshops and give presentations to educators. He's an author, blogger, video producer, app developer, and also a talented designer, which is actually going to come in really handy today for our main course so how are you, Tony?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
2: Good. 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 Welcome back.
0: Thanks. It's good to be here.
1: Yeah, we had Tony on for uh, the iTech mm-hmm. podcast yeah. we did last October. October, And we've been talking ever since about having him back on. So uh, today's an overdue day.
2: It is. Yeah. Happy to have you. Should we uh, hop in? Do some news and follow-up?
1: Sure. Was All that- right. Okay. <laughs> Hop in there, Mindy.
2: Hop in. All right. So um last time was it our last podcast, Wiley? We talked about um the merge cube? Was it yes. last time or two times ago? That okay. no, was so, the last one. Um right after we had that podcast, there was a merge educators Facebook group, Facebook group, if I can spit it out. Mm. It um like started that day, like within the hour, right? Wasn't it like immediately after we had our podcast? We're like, it's, oh shoot. <laughs>
1: we saw it right after. I don't know yeah, when it started, did. but yeah.
2: So um, I have seen some posts coming through there. It looks like lots of educators are excited about um, the Merge Cube, but I know that you've been doing some research about it. What have you been finding?
1: Oh, I've been playing with it a little bit. Um, they have this uh, website called the Merge Miniverse. Okay. And there you can – they have these, like, 360 videos. They have uh, Merge Cube apps. They have all kinds of, like, AR and VR-type experiences. So oh. if you are just – Looking for uh, some content. It's not all with their content. Some of it comes from like National Geographic and you know all kinds of oh, other places. Really? Yeah, yeah, huh. for sure. So, oh, I didn't
2: know but that. They're just
1: curating a whole big group of stuff together. But yeah, they have um, that Facebook group, which I saw via Leslie Fisher, who mm-hmm. tweeted that out. And uh, I also saw a Ed Surge article, which was the 10 best VR apps for Merge VR.
2: Yeah, I saw you email that to me. I didn't get a chance to look at them. The Merge Cube sat on my desk for the entire spring break. Oh. Never left the box.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's back on the counter now. But um, yeah, so we kind of had this discussion too, and maybe Tony, you'd be willing to chime in. What do you think? Is the Merge Cube VR? Like they're calling it VR, but we're kind of thinking maybe it's more like AR. Have you looked at any of the Merge Cube stuff?
0: I have, yeah. I would, yeah, Merge Cube markets it, uh, markets it as like uh, virtual reality, but I yeah. think it's AR because you yeah, still right? see the real world and. Um, you know, the one thing that really surprised me, um, with the merge key, we got a Walmart and they're, they're a dollar. Um, yeah i bought 16 for some reason
2: um that's all the money in your pocket i'm gonna use all of the money in my pocket yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but there's they're, they're kind of squishy so you know if you don't yeah. end up using them for ar or vr they can be like really fun like little toys and things you could throw at people and it wouldn't really
1: hurt them too badly
2: oh good good yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah
1: it's, it's a fun thing i mean i i play with it my with my kids as well and i i think some of the i feel like some of the best apps are still going to come out because when I look through that Facebook group there's people like beta testing some yeah. of the ones and they're like this is coming soon and I'm like well this should be here now this is there was one for uh the British Museum or something oh. and you could look at some of their exhibits but then you tap a button and it just like appears like in your room and you can nice. like walk around it I think it's like mm-hmm. AR kit kind of stuff that's yeah. going on there where yeah. you physically place it on your table and you can you don't need the cube anymore, and you just walk right. doesn't it, it seem like you need goggles, really, to
0: go with it or something to hold, yeah. hold your phone to your face? Because I, yeah. I have a hard time
1: holding my phone and moving the cube around. And, and then sometimes yeah. you have to touch the screen as well, and, and you need, like, a, a third hand or something yes. to do that. Yeah, But I've got to
0: tell you, my friend Kristen Brooks, uh, she's an elementary teacher in Georgia, and she's been putting out some videos with her students um, with green screen. So they're doing, like, reports about the solar system. And yeah. since... Um, you can record inside the the Merge Cube apps. They've recorded, you know, going around the sun, so that mm. an, a green screen behind them is is the sun moving around as two reporters are talking about it. So nice. it was neat to see them use it like as as uh, video footage in student projects.
2: Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: well, I put a couple of uh, the Merge goggles on our um, spreadsheet to get here for Grant Wood. Oh. Just because I mean the other thing is that I think when you hold it in front of the camera it's like you can't quite hold it far enough back sometimes yeah. for some of the apps as well just the range of the the focal length of the camera and stuff mm-hmm. but uh, hmm. yeah I tried it in the uh, the Google Expedition yeah. lenses we have yeah. but some of them you need like to press a button or something to make some oh. stuff work and the button on those didn't work. work on... Merge Cube. One, I, so I had some Google Cardboard and I'm like, oh, well, th- I got it right here. And they like put it in and like, yeah. this isn't
0: working. What's going on? I'm like, oh, there's no hole for the camera. So the- my phone <laughs> can't <laughs> see the merge cube.
1: That could be a problem.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have some scissors. I could have probably figured
1: it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're still playing with that. I think yeah. it's one of those things. that's uh, more is going to come out soon.
2: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I put one more thing on the list here, just as uh, news that's coming up since the last time we podcasted was uh, March 27th, Apple is having an education event in Chicago. Hmm. And as is typical with Apple events, it's kind of cryptic and they're not saying what it's going to be. Right. But um, if you... Don't you have an
2: inside track on that, though? What's going on? Come on.
1: I've heard some rumors. Have you heard some rumors, Tony? just what I've read on the internet nothing reliable (laughs) yes I don't think anything is reliable but uh, I don't know there's rumors about like a cheaper iPad maybe or
2: cheaper than the one that there already is yes really
1: but I don't know if that will happen. They're...
2: Well, if you say so, it will happen.
1: The internet said it might happen, but that's as far internet as I can go. Internet, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe a cheaper MacBook Air type uh, of computer or mm-hmm. MacBook computer. Hmm. I did see something, and this was somebody was digging around in the iOS betas, and they found a, a, a framework for developers called Class Kit. Okay. Which you know you get an AR Kit and stuff yeah. like that. So, and it's I don't know that it's some way that developers can create something in their apps to interact with i don't know if it's going to apple classroom or or where that's going but so i don't know keep your ears out for the rumor
2: mill is running wild march 27th yeah Yeah, i
0: think i think apple has to really try hard now to uh, catch up to the chromebooks momentum and you know a a cheaper a cheaper ipad would be a way to go i would love to see the low end ipad work
1: with an apple pencil that would be
0: that would be pretty cool too Mm-hmm.
1: And that was kind of interesting because on the event they sent out to uh, the press, there was an apple that looked like it had been drawn with an apple pencil.
2: Um,
1: so maybe you're maybe you're hits. on something there, Tony.
2: Maybe Tony knows something. He's just pretending he <laughs> doesn't know something. Could be. Could be.
0: I don't. It's just wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, so up next, main course, surf to you piping hot, the role of design in the modern classroom, which is why we are bringing in our expert, Tony Vincent, to talk a little bit about where he feels the role of design is in our classroom these days.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I and maybe this is too heavy a, a way to start this, but I'm Could a be. big fan of uh, Dan Pink books. Yes, and, I um, yep. There's a quote from one of his books. He said, we may not all be Dali or Degas, but today we must all be designers. And so I thought that was kind of a good way to maybe frame up some of the stuff we're doing because design is really important. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he will say, like, everything that you are using on a daily basis has been designed Designed. by somebody for some functional purpose. Mm -hmm. So the microphones, the desk, the computers, everything we're doing. We just talked about Apple, which are Mm -hmm. big on design. So, yeah. Yeah. What role does design play in schools today, and why do you think that's important? What do you think, Mindy?
2: Oh, you're asking me? I thought Tony was on. Geez. Well, I think um, what's interesting about design, and um, I've been doing some work with Amber with the makerspace and things like that, is to me the most important part of design and the makerspace and with design thinking is with empathy and thinking about your audience and um, who you might be designing for. Um, So I think that's an important Thing to important quality for our students to have, I guess. Empathy, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: what do you think, Tony?
0: I completely agree. the The empathy part is key to think about who you're designing for, and and um, my big focus has been on graphic design. And when you ask, you know, you know is everybody today a designer? And I would say, yeah, everything from even sending an email. How are you formatting it? Are you putting in bullet points for your major points? What are you underlining? You know, you even from our emails, we have empathy for who our audience might be and 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 stepping into their shoes and seeing it from their point of view and then determining, you know, what steps as a designer could I change to better meet the needs of my audience?
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, even things like, I don't know, just... Laying out a PowerPoint presentation or Google Slides mm-hmm. presentation, you know, thinking about thinking about your audience. We've all had those uh, death by PowerPoint type of, yes. uh, yep. you know, presentations mm-hmm. over the years, but you know, some of that can be avoided with, you know, putting less text on a slide, be more visual, and mm-hmm. not reading the slides. Right. And I think all those things would be good to, um, you know, reinforce with students from a fairly early age. My daughter yeah. just did a a presentation on, uh, you know a state it was a midwest state yep. i was a guest estate type of deal uh-huh. and you know she made her first google slide presentation and put all she her did. images and text mm-hmm. and stuff together yeah. and she did really well she yeah. did a nice job with it but you know i think it being her first one she's not in the practice of you know the information up on the slide yeah. is not yeah. what i'm going to talk and present mm-hmm. to you so mm-hmm. you know these things come with time i guess
2: yeah. right right Interesting. Yeah, I, th-
1: I think the other part, too, is we're living in a world where
0: so many people have the same tools. You know, we see the same Google Slides templates or the same yes. PowerPoint templates all the time. So thinking about how we can make our own work stand out and putting our own personal stamp on it so that what we create and what students create um, you know, really looks like something no one else would come up with because of that personal stamp.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's interesting, Tony, because I know you do a lot of that. I mean, your social media presence obviously is a powerful one, and you do have a definite signature of all of the things that you do. Um, How how would you suggest teachers go about doing something like that, even for, like Jonathan said, with a slide deck or something like that? How do they put their own signature on it, or do you have some Mm. suggestions?
0: Well, um, the first thing is just practice, Mm -hmm. and the thing is, so many of us do have a lot of practice, and... And, and the problem is practice takes time. You know, we have these templates and we have things like Canva that can instantly make something for us. And and that's great. That's really good in a pinch because teachers are people who don't have a lot of time on their hands. Right, right. Um, but man, it feels great when you design something that that is your very own. And even even for me, I'm on the lookout all the time. You know, I see um, a, a post on social media come out and I'm like, ooh, I really like that border. And so I'm always collecting ideas. I screenshot stuff. I put it into my Evernote for safekeeping um, so I can go back and look at it later. But um, I'm just I'm always noticing things, noticing color combinations and thinking, ooh, I could I could use that. Um, And and I'm also um, always learning from non examples of, you know, going to a conference and. Seeing, okay, that color combination's really hard to see. <laughs> <laughs> and the purple and red don't go well together. I will be using yeah. pink and yellow together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So I uh, kind of like having that designer's eye. Then I guess so. It's like I think photographers will you you'll talk to them and they'll talk about you know seeing a photograph before like they take the photograph and thinking about what that looks yeah. like and so just trying to be more present and thinking thinking like a designer and yeah. uh, you know ha- maybe having that design board type of thing like you're talking about and. Storing those examples away to give you some inspiration mm-hmm. when you need it. Sure. Exactly. And, and then even uh,
0: thinking for me as as a user of something, as a consumer, where are my points of frustration? And recently, I was on a school website uh, trying to find uh, something that should be in the calendar. And it took me five minutes to find the calendar. And then the calendar wasn't sorted in any way. And there are all these sporting events on every day. And there was no search. So I had to go day by day to figure out oh. when this thing was happening yeah. And then it makes me think back, wow, when I was in charge of the calendar for my for my school website, I wonder if other people <laughs> felt this way. What what <laughs> So if I'm ever in charge of a school website calendar again, I now have a new empathy for the person on the other side. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, so let's think about that design thinking model then for a minute. We brought that up, I guess, and we're talking about the empathy part being that first uh part there. I think that's a really I'm seeing that more and more in, in schools, especially in makerspaces and things mm-hmm. like that, but right. definitely it can apply to graphic design or mm-hmm. basically just about any type of design. Is that is that something you've seen used much, Mindy, or seen in much context?
2: Um, I, don't, I, I don't know that I'm seeing a ton of that going on right now outside of the makerspace, um, but I think once the conversation kind of starts, it overflows into other things, right? So mm-hmm. if you have... Um, if you start bringing it up in little things in your classroom, kids start hopefully applying that in other situations where you're not directly teaching it, but instead they're starting to think, oh, you know what, I really need to think about my audience or I really need to think about um, how a first grader would read this or something like that. You know, So I think once the con- conversation starts, hopefully it starts to overflow into other things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And kind of the the gist of it is you don't get it right the first time and you go back and make adjustments. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, Stephen, like as, as a fifth grade teacher, I didn't, I didn't even know about the design process at that point, but that's what we did for writing. That's what we always did for Mm -hmm. revising. And and your audience doesn't want to hear this, the same vocabulary word again and again, let's spice it up. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're always going back, you're testing and then, um, and then redoing things. And then with, with me, especially designing graphics, uh, I, I usually design in Keynote as a series of slides. And uh, a Keynote has really good design tools. I could do it in PowerPoint or, or Google Slides as well. Um, I just happen to use Keynote. But uh, what I really like is my ideas branch out like crazy. And I, just, I, I spend way too much time figuring out what colors would work and that. And the best way to compare is just mm-hmm. to duplicate the slide. So I'm at a point where, mm-hmm. ooh, I'm about to make a change. I don't know if I like it. So I duplicate the slide make the changes and then I go back and look at the other versions and compare and kind of figure out. So I, so I have different prototypes going on on the different slides that I've duplicated.
2: Well, that's a good point, too, because what's nice about it, I always, you know, look at something like, oh, I don't like this. So I'm just going to undo it. But if I were to screenshot it ahead of time, at least I could hold them next to one another and be like, yeah. what part of it isn't working, you know, instead of just undo because I don't like it. So that's a good idea.
1: I'm teaching a, a class right now with um, it's kind of an online based class and I, I tried to bring in some of those design thinking elements that I hadn't really used before and mm-hmm. so like when we think about the empathy part I'm normally when you do some kind of online class you're like here's the assignment, yeah. go do this so I tried to put like a A scenario for people to think Mm -hmm. about so that, you know, they would put themselves in the place of that person and think about what does that person need in order for this to be done. Mm -hmm. And the other part I tried to put in was that, that testing part where, you know, traditionally you do an online class, you do the assignment, you submit it. Mm -hmm. I have people, um, do their assignment submit it to like a discussion forum and mm-hmm. get everybody else to comment back and forward and, hey, give some suggestions or some ideas right. on what it is. And then they get the chance to make some changes or alterations and then submit it mm-hmm. after that. So yeah. getting that you know feedback. Because sometimes just showing it to somebody else, getting a fresh pair of eyes on yeah. something is like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. That's yeah, such a right. good idea. Sure. Why didn't mm-hmm. I notice that? Yeah, that's good. That's the way it's going so far.
2: So, Tony, you're kind of doing a um, class as well, right? Is it called Classy Graphics? Is that right?
1: It is. Yeah. 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 So
2: do you want to tell us a little bit about your class?
0: Oh, I I would absolutely love to. Uh, I, you know, I've been for for years and years, I've been doing workshops in person and uh, I thought I would try online once Google Classroom opened up to Mm -hmm. um, personal accounts and people from different schools could come together. So so I uh, tried this out in Google Classroom and it is the the best workshop I've ever taught. Like awesome. it, it works out really well. And I was really thinking, you know, teaching online, I don't have that same personal connection. I can't just like hover over their computer and help them out when they need it. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are so many advantages to being online. And so in, in Classy uh, Graphics, we um, we meet in Google Classroom and once a week I post an instructional video. It's usually between a half hour and an hour long and and it answers some of their questions from the previous week and introduces new ideas. And uh, I, you know, we start out pretty simple with with graphic organizers and learning about aligning and distributing and and where to position things on the page to make it look good. Um, and then it all all comes out fr- from there. And it's it's uh, six weeks of really cool uh, designing and developing. And a lot like Jonathan's class, uh, we. Uh, the teachers in the class submit, but they don't submit it to me. They just put it in a class comment so everybody can see it and they leave their Google drawings or Google slides document open for commenting.
2: So Mm -hmm. then we
0: can all comment. I comment. Usually each document gets uh, about five or six at least comments from their classmates and, uh, and then we can help them out. They can iterate Um, and then what I really like online that I just can't do in person because there's not time is I can make a copy of what they've done and kind of move things around or show them some alternative ways to think about their design and then add that back in the link to the new version in a comment. So, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a, a lot of possibilities when we're online and, uh, there's a good sense of community because we're helping each other. Uh, and we're using Flipgrid to talk to each other, so we get to put names to faces and sure. and post reflections that way. So the, the tools that we have readily available, freely available online now, really facilitate this kind of learning. And uh, and I'm really happy that I'm able to to share some of my my passion for graphic design <laughs> with yeah. with teachers who sign up. It's it's, it's been pretty fun.
2: So what are, um, how does it work then to do, because um, Jonathan said something about kind of giving a situation, are teachers kind of freely creating? Are they creating for their classrooms? What are some of the things that they're um, creating for you?
0: Yeah. Uh, so every week I have a, an optional assignment uh-huh. and I, I say assignments are, are opportunities to create and share but I always encourage teachers to make something they will use, and, and mm-hmm. that, teachers always have something on their mind—a <laughs> flyer, a poster, or something. But uh, each week kind of lends itself to to different uh, kinds of like projects. Um, like the first week, graphic organizers—they can be online or, or printable. Um, and then what I really like is in week two, we, I kind of show just, just taking color out of the equation and thinking about designing in black and white and how to make text hmm. stand out, how to hmm. use simple icons, um, how to create checklists, all while practicing our distributing and aligning skills. So uh, that project, actually, we designed printable sticky notes.
1: Uh, oh, because that's
0: a mm-hmm. neat way to, to design in black and white. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and teachers come up with amazing ideas for printable sticky notes, all yep. from, you know, giving compliments and encouragement to exit tickets that have the emojis printed on them so that uh, students can circle uh, the and stick to the door as they leave. Or perhaps a Chromebook is broken and so they have a little sticky note that can be stuck to it with the student's name. They can check mark the problem, put their uh, ID number or whatever they need to write Mm -hmm. on the Chromebook. So, you know, I've always loved working with teachers because they are incredibly creative and incredibly practical.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> and the
0: neat, the neat thing about the classes, then you see everybody else's work and everybody's like, oh, that's a good idea. And that made me think of doing this. And right. there's so many springboards that that occur be, because of that. And we do other things with designing social media posts, um, huh. creating infographics. And then we, we put it all together in the final week. And that's uh, using uh, uh, Google Drawings or Google Slides as Um, kind of an inter interactive learning activity, whether things are are hyperlinked or teachers make things move, you take things from the margins and move them in, create a sorting or or matching game. Um, I just I show a lot of examples in that week's video. And then again, the teachers take it to like new levels. (laughs) And it's amazing to see what they come up with all with that design kind of mindset where, you know, they want it. They want it to look good. They're empathizing with the user. They're trying it out themselves. They're getting feedback. They're making changes. Uh, it's I, I could talk forever, but you can see why I say it's like like my favorite workshop ever, because I get to learn the entire time, too.
2: So um, if someone was interested in taking your course, how do they go about doing that or when is it open or how soon, how long do they have to wait? What's going on? Well, this
0: is this is perfect time and I only get to offer it a couple times a year. Mm -hmm. Um, It does take a ton of my time. Yeah. Um, And registration is open for the spring class, which begins uh, April 3rd. So not not too far from here. It goes April 3rd to May 15th. So. Um, registration, I usually keep open a week into class because you can kind of do it at your own pace and, and catch up pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, my website is learninginhand.com. And uh, you'll see a, a link for Classy Graphics there. Or even if you Google Classy Graphics, I think it, the, the page is the first one to come up. But you can read about it. Um, and there's, a, there's a page with, uh, testimonials that I collected through Flipgrid and it sounds like I paid these people like, say, like <laughs> the most awesome things. And I did not. All I did is say, if you like the class, I record a testimonial on Flipgrid and, um, funny still, I, I've been doing this for a year now. And even the, the people from the spring classes every day, I use something from that class. Aww. Because truly teachers are designers every day, whether mm-hmm. it's yeah, you know, worksheets, um, uh just putting something up on, on their smart board that they're 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 always designing. And Mindy, since you asked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I I made a, a, a promo code just for uh, people who are listening to this podcast. So if oh, they nice. put min, Mindy at checkout, they save ten dollars.
2: Hey, wow, I'm worth uh. more than ten dollars, Tony. But that's fine.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> promo code Mindy at oh, yes. checkout. <laughs> promo but, code. But if you Mindy. put
1: Jonathan in there, it doesn't take anything off. So uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, that is a take great
1: it's that. a great way to round up your last appearance on the podcast, Tony. <laughs> 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 all right um favorite tools what do you, you you mentioned you design in keynote a lot tony is there other things you use or are you uh, pretty restricted to keynote keynote
0: and uh google slides or drawings you know the, okay. the one thing that, that keynote is missing is word art and yeah. uh, word, word art in google slides and google drawings is a super powerful tool um because that does a couple things for my text. Um, one is it gives you the option to have an outline that's a different color than the, than the, um, than the fill color. And that can make text stand out really, really good on pictures. That's why memes use that. Like memes have that, that, that thick text that has an outline. Um, the other thing that I love about word art is that instead of adjusting your text by text size and you have to like, all right, let's see, 32 point. No, that's too small. 64. Oh, no. Too. <laughs> uh, it, with word art, it's like any other object on your canvas. So you just click oh, a corner and you yep. can drag and then you can, you can do some neat effects. Like when you see text that's stacked on top of each other and every line is the, the same width. Um, it's easy to just drag, use the guides to, to make a block of text that's, that's in a rectangle. Um, in Keynote, if I wanted to do that, it takes a lot of adjusting the font size and it's no fun. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: think one of the things people forget about with like Google Slides or PowerPoint and Keynote and those things on on more desktop orientated uh, devices is that you can can resize the slide. I mean, people Mm -hmm. traditionally, you think you get the 4.3 slide or the 16.9 slide, but if you want one that's like letter size or you want one that's perfectly square or Mm -hmm. whatever, you can just go into the page setup and change those dimensions and get any graphic you want and you Mm -hmm. can save it as an image and not just um like a powerpoint deck or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so um yeah i see a lot of um you know things things created in canva are becoming really popular with a lot of our teachers i think Mm -hmm. and just again you mentioned that earlier they've got a lot of those like built-in templates which can be good for inspiration yeah and just give people some ideas and starting places and you can use the templates as is or you can Mm -hmm. Mess them up and uh, yeah, right. <laughs> take things you don't want and add those pink and yellow fonts and together and yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, really destroy it. But uh, I, I had one teacher using using an app called Assembly. Have you ever heard of that one, Tony?
0: Yeah, yeah that 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 is uh, that's a
1: neat app for putting together like icons and. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he does a project with, um, he gets his kids to make a a logo for Mm -hmm. a a company. And they use the iPads for that. And it's just all like vector shapes and things Mm -hmm. that you align together.
2: But then doesn't record it as you make it? So like, can't you, um, it like, records all of your steps, and then you can play it and watch it as it's being created?
1: I don't know. Does oh,
2: it? I think it does. If it okay. doesn't,
0: it should because that sounds really. I think <laughs> it does. An, an awesome. A neat yeah. way to review how you created something. Yeah, yeah. I think it does.
2: <laughs> I'd have to take a look at it. I haven't looked at it for a long time, yeah. but
0: okay. That, that reminds me one, one of the uh, one of the things in, in classy graphics that's that's been pretty fun is every week I put out what I call a shape gram, and in Google Drawings I have three different um, kind of like they look like clip art, but I've drawn them in Google Drawings with different shapes and colors, and so then the uh, participants job is to recreate them
1: and oh. then many
0: recreate them and then they put their personal spin on it and change colors or put them in different positions and things. And, and every week they get harder and harder and harder. Um, until the last week you have to make your own. Um, that's hmm. pretty fun. There I've been wanting to release shape grams yeah. as something like, um, like I'd love to just be able to put new ones out every week for people to use. Yeah. But I need to clone myself before I can <laughs> get something like that done. <laughs> <laughs> Keep an eye on Tony's social
1: media. Yeah, you right. might You might see yeah. those one day. Yeah,
2: <laughs> see you and shoot across every once in a while.
1: Yeah, the other one that we I use sometimes, that I get to. I don't use it as often as I should, I don't think. But um, we were talking to Amber this morning. She mm-hmm. created a graphic that she wanted to share out on different social Which we media. Should accounts. Actually, talk
2: about that. Before yeah, the end of the show. We continue. Continue. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, uh, but <laughs> it was kind of more of a, a squarish kind of graphic or something, wasn't yeah. it? It was created for Facebook, but um, it was like a
2: flyer. In Adobe right, Spark wow.
1: Post, they've got the ability you create your design once and then you can like resize it for like different shapes. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to put it on Pinterest, it will resize your design and make it more kind of long and thin. And you want to put it on Twitter, it puts it in like rectangular format. So that's kind of a flexible or interesting yeah. idea too.
0: Yeah, to do that manually, yeah, <laughs> in takes some time. Google Slides or Keynote, uh, that takes me forever to switch things up because you know, Pinterest and then what you'd put on Twitter are very different uh, mm-hmm.
1: sizes. Yeah. Any other final design thoughts, Mindy or no, Tony? I think
2: so. You hit all the ones that I like to use. Google Slides and Canva are my favorite. So yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well I'll tell you
0: one more is um sticky AI. Um, It's made by the same company that makes Prisma. And so Sticky AI uses artificial intelligence and machine learning to remove the background from portrait photos. Mm -hmm. And that's Ah. pretty neat because then you can put a white line around it and then stick that onto a graphic and put speech bubbles or whatever. So, you know how... You know, all the rages using bitmojis for for this and that. Well, you could use Sticky AI and make your own kind of bitmojis with your own picture because you can be in different poses, put that all in your photo library and pull them out anytime you need. And they have a transparent background or you can color the background. Um, So Sticky AI, it's a free app for iOS and Android.
2: And you know what, Tony? I mentioned that um, on the podcast probably, I don't know, like maybe last month because I'd seen you um, push that out on social media. And I love it because I love gifts, and I can make gifts of myself now. So Uh when I want to send myself rolling my eyes at Jonathan, I can do that.
1: You've got it. I have it. I
2: have them all saved now. I have been
1: sent that gift a few times, yeah. (laughs) So um,
2: Jonathan actually wanted to thank you for giving uh, me that idea. I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Tony. uh, You're very well enthusiastic.
2: (laughs) All right, so up next, my favorite part of the show is Tech Nuggets. And Wiley, you can go first.
1: Oh, thanks for that, Mindy.
2: You're welcome.
1: Well, speaking of uh, iOS apps, I came across this one via uh, Richard Byrne, who is featured a lot in this podcast. We should ask him if he wants to come on we because should. we talk sure. about him just about every episode, I think. Uh, this one's called uh, Puppet Master. Okay. And, um, sorry, I'm just looking at the app here. And it's kind of an interesting um, digital story type of app. You've seen things like uh, Puppet Pals and Sock Puppets yeah. and yep. Toontastic and those uh-huh. type of uh, Love deals. Those. Yep. So it's, it's a similar one to that where you can pick... um a character and you can animate them and you can talk and have them move around the screen. So you can nice. like move their limbs and stuff like that on the screen here. I'm, I'm waving in the air. Like, you know what that means, yeah, no. but, uh,
2: mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm following along. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, the other interesting thing is you can also like draw your own characters oh. and you can um, put on the, the character where their limbs should um, it's not articulate. Is that the right word I'm thinking of? No. Uh, no Where their limbs should move and, yeah. and different places so that when you're moving your own character around, they can they can do that on the screen. Nice. But then they take it one step further and you can turn on the camera and you go back a little bit inside this shape and the iPad recognizes you. And as you move around.
2: Stop it.
1: Your puppet moves around on the screen too. Seriously? Seriously. Yeah. Oh. It's kind of a fun one. It, it is it's, it's quite a large app. It's like 350, 400 megabytes oh, or something like that to get all that stuff in there. But uh, yeah. yeah, if you like sock puppets and Puppet Pals and Toontastic yeah. and things like that, Puppet Master is worth a look. And it's free.
2: And it's free. Wow, the gift that keeps on giving.
1: And if you go to their website, they have educational resources for teachers. And I noticed they have this thing here where you can request educational projects. So it says, drop us a line to request free class project ideas. We'll send one for any topic you want to teach. If you don't have it, we'll make it wow that's service isn't it that is service (laughs) geez
2: how long will that last do you suppose i know (laughs) they're new they're new we'll see how
0: far that (laughs) goes yeah nice yeah yeah so give them something hard like uh finding common denominators and (laughs) see what they they good luck yes all right all
1: right Meme.
2: okay um, so I actually just got done reading and I'm probably going to mess up the name of the title because I always think Google Apps for Education, but I think it's just Google Apps for Littles, which is by Christina um, Pinto and Alice Keeler. And, um, actually both of my tech nuggets come from that book today. The first one is cartoonify.de, www. I should say, cartoonify, and um, this is a way for your um, young students to make their own avatars. Um, she was talking about using it, like in profile pictures in Google Classroom and things like that. Um, we have a lot more s- teachers using Seesaw. I would say for our younger students here in the area, but they could still create their own little avatar. Um, it's very user friendly, super easy, um, and and you can just download it straight there. You don't have to have an account, anything like that. So. Um, Lots of different options for kids and super easy to use. Free. Use that one.
1: <laughs> that is a good one. I'm going to create one of you right now, Mindy. You're one of me. Yeah, like big eyes and all kinds <laughs> of stuff.
2: <laughs> big eyes. Yeah. What big eyes you have.
1: It uh, it, it works pretty good on the iPad. I'm I'm here and uh, wow, he looks kind of oh, mad you so far it on the iPad.
2: Nice. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. I should reset that one. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's why, awesome. why I like it. Yeah, that's a good it. one. Yep. Good find, Cartoonify. Yeah. All right, Tony, do you have a, a tech nugget to share
0: with us? Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, we're talking about making your graphics. Well, then the next step is animating them and both, uh, PowerPoint, uh, 365 and keynote have uh, some really cool animation tools that I think are, uh, maybe, maybe a little underrated or people don't know about. And, uh, that's the uh, the Morph transition in PowerPoint or uh, Magic Move in Keynote where you have two slides with the same things on it. You move one thing from one part to another and then when played, then uh, PowerPoint or Keynote just smoothly make that transition from one spot to another. And there are some really amazing animations, um, particularly with Morph in PowerPoint because uh, PowerPoint has some, some uh, 3D tools. You can take any object and kind of turn it and so if you have it on in one position on one slide and the next slide you have it in 3d at a different location at a different angle when played it makes this really cool effect
2: nice
1: yeah i've been looking on twitter recently and i've seen a lot of like um apple educators Mm -hmm. um there's a hashtag called uh, magic move challenge and i think it's like once a week where people are submitting A magic move kind of animation. Really? um, Based on on a theme that people are giving out each week. So maybe look those up. It's hashtag magic move challenge and you can uh, see some of those on there. So just examples of what people are doing. They're creating like little stop motion movies or little animations Mm -hmm. and and things on there. So
2: nice.
1: A little extra tip for that one.
2: Yeah for you
1: a little bit of extra sauce on that nugget. A little
2: extra sauce on the nugget
1: yeah
0: <laughs> that's you guys you guys got bigger than just bites going on here i think so <laughs>
1: yeah um yes full course meals full course <laughs> meals <laughs> all right well i'll make this one quick then so you don't fill up um this is one i got <laughs> oh, from Oh,
2: geez they keep coming this okay. is one i
1: got from uh our noble leader stacy beamer oh yeah um who recommended an add-on for Google Slides Great. called Insert Icons. Mm-hmm. And so this is similar. If you've ever seen like the Noun Project stuff, it's right. similar to what they do, except I think on the Noun Project extension, you only get like, I don't know, maybe a hundred free icons I or something like that. Yeah. But, um, this person has put together, um, an add-on that has got Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different icons that you can use and and search through for for different things. So if you're looking to add some design flair to mm-hmm. your presentation, uh, this could be a good one for Google Slides, just to get some quick free add-ons. I think it is done by the same person that does the awesome tables.
2: Oh, that's right. That you are I don't know who that so fond is, of. But yeah, yes, mm-hmm. but we'll just yeah, I don't know their name, but
1: get people some context. Brilliant,
2: on whoever they are. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, just go to your Google Slides and go to the add-ons and search for. Insert icons, and mm. you should see that one.
2: Good one. So well, this
1: one is really great, and
0: it uses Material Design icons, which then match what Google uses in all of their products. So yes, it does. That's that's neat. That's that is really neat. neat. Yeah, I can change the color of these
2: icons. <laughs> and now and Tony's to, going radio silent for the rest. Yeah, project.
0: right. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is turning into a social media post. This is pretty cool. <laughs> all right, <laughs> good one.
2: Um, so I also have an add-on. Ironically, um, I. Once again, reading the book, um, found this add-on called Brainstorming Race, and so um, this is an add-on for Google Docs. And um, you obviously create a blank Google Doc and share, open up sharing permissions so everybody has the ability to edit. And then um, when you turn on the add-on, it gives you a timer. And so the timer runs over on the right-hand side of the dock, and everybody types in as many of their brainstorming ideas. Um, the one I played with was just zoo animals, so I typed in as many zoo animals as I could. And then um, it allows you to, from there, create a form. So it takes all of those entries from your Google Doc and puts them into a form, so then students could vote like on what their favorite zoo animal is. Okay? Really? So what's neat about this, though, is that it gets really young students looking at data because then they can uh-huh. look at the data or pull it into a spreadsheet and look at it in different ways because looking at data that way with young kids can sometimes seem a little daunting. Uh-huh. But this is a one slick move and kids can go into the forum, vote for their favorite one, and then everybody can look at the data together.
1: That is very slick.
2: It is slick, right? I like that. I like it too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've already had, like, my day is already very full. And now I have so many more things on my to-do list to look at. This is, like, so exciting. (laughs) This brainstorming race is awesome. Yeah,
2: it's very neat. And um, just to give a shout out to that book, too, if you, um, you know, are teaching Pre-K to second grade, that book is awesome. Got lots of great ideas, um, and we can definitely put a link in the show notes for um, Google for Littles. Google Apps for Littles, I think is what the actual name of it is. So Mm -hmm. it's a good book. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. I think that's about all we have
1: time for this week. Um, Big thanks to Tony Vincent for joining us. Uh, Where can people find all your stuff online if they... For some reason, I haven't, they haven't found you yet. They haven't seen it already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Learninginhand.com and uh, at Tony
0: Vincent on Twitter, and uh, I'll just put a reminder out there for uh, for the promo code Mindy if anybody wants to save ten dollars on classy graphics. So.
1: Yeah,
2: I won't let anyone forget
1: classy promo codes.
2: <gasps> Careful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I am at Team Carney on Twitter, and Jonathan is at Jonathan Wiley. Our team account is at DLGWAEA, and you can use our new hashtag, hashtag EdTechTakeout, to tag the show. If you prefer, you can send us an email to podcast at gwaea.org. One thing, don't finish this yet, Wiley. um, The DLGWAEA team is hosting a summer camp this summer.
1: Oh, yeah, we um, are.
2: All based around the four C's. It is July 24th to July 26th. Will you look at your calendar? Is that right?
1: <laughs> I think that's right. Yep. That's right, right? And we can put a link to that in the show notes Yes, for and people. we'll put
2: a link to it in the show notes. We would love to have you. Um, we're going to run it a little bit differently, give um, hopefully a little bit of personalized learning um, and allow people to kind of do what they want to do, choose what they'd like to choose for those couple days. So yeah. please make sure you... Take a look at it, and we'd love to have you.
1: And we have some design elements. And we do. Those classy too. Yes, we, yes, do. we yeah. Do. yeah. Should be fun. Yeah. All right. So until next
2: time. This has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot.
0: For more information on today's episode, please visit dlgwaea.org slash podcast.